Today's guest is Pierre Chevignon, and we're going to be talking about his leadership philosophy. Now, this is something um, that Pierre's been working on for a while now, and, and I'm really excited just to, to, to dig into, to see what he's thinking, how he helps people, and how he's helped himself throughout the years with his incredible career. So it's a real, real honor to have you on here, Pierre. Thank you, Tony. It's a pleasure also on my side. Wonderful. So when when we when we had wanted to put this uh, th this conversation together, you said that you wanted to talk about your personal leadership philosophy. If I can ask you first of all, why did you want to talk about it? What what's what's it, what's important to you about it? Yeah, yeah. So it, personal leadership philosophy to me is something that captures everything that you have learned really through your life. And it's a way also to, to give back and to help others understand uh, some of the key concepts. And that's the reason I wanted to discuss it, because I think it's all encompassing on, on, uh, on what I've learned over the last, uh, you know, way too many years. Lots, lots of years, I'm guessing. Not, not that many, obviously. You're a young, you're, you're a young person. You absolutely are. Yeah, so, okay, so how, how do we start this, Pierre? Where do we start? Is it, is it I, I think we've got why you want to share it, but is there... Who would you say this message is best for, and and what are the kind of key things? If they if they only were listening for thirty seconds and then switched off, what would you say? So so the target audience is really everybody, you know, starting from the young CEO uh, to the young uh, uh, to the Generation Z to the old CEO, who I'm sure will be reminded about a few things that they tend to forget, or they or or you can. You know, reinforce uh, during the uh, next few years in charge. So, um, the, where do we start? I, I think it, we start with um, the, the. For me, the absolute first rule is know yourself. That's how we st I start always a coaching conversation, mentoring conversation, leadership philosophy conversation. Know yourself. Self awareness is the, in my opinion, the number one. And despite. You know, just to maybe to explore that for a second, but having um, learned about myself for many years and trying to be always aware, listening, getting feedback, I'm always learning. It, that's another important concept. I'm always learning about things that, uh, you know, are developing because something is happening around you and you are not aware. And, you know, when you are under pressure, you are really not the same person as when you have a great conversation like uh, like uh, like here with, with the two of us today. Oh, bless you. Bless you, Pierre. Um, no, I know what you mean because I, I've I've been with some people who are absolutely lovely when they're not under pressure. But when they're under pressure, they turn into this this form of monster. Um, and and there any any kind of guidance or, or or do we know why that happens? I mean, because that is a leadership style, isn't it? Yeah, we we do. We do. In fact, uh, that's exactly the point. So so what you do is uh, you need to use the test that are at your disposal and. I'm not going to recommend, even though I use MBTI, uh, Myers-Briggs mostly, okay. uh, there are many, many more. And, and none is like the ultimate test. In, that's my opinion only. No, I agree. Right? And, and so what you need to do is use one and try to establish like a benchmark. You know, see, right. see yeah, and learn from that. You know, try to understand who you are from that basis. Uh, use it, talk to your spouse, talk to your friends, talk to the people around you, especially at work. Not only the people reporting to you, but uh, you know, your board, if you are the CEO of a company, anyone who knows you and try to gather you know, the feedback and see if it works. See okay. what you get from the test. 
is kind of adequate. And then that's your baseline. And then you start working from that and start learning and start developing new skills, new competencies, uh, and, and learn about you on a regular basis based on that benchmark. So, so that's really interesting. But I, I always find that, that sometimes, because you've got such great experience in what you're doing, saying, oh, you just learn, you progress. How? How can we, if there were a kind of toolkit and you would say, do these next things in the next 24 hours to help you progress, what would you say to the person who's watching, listening, to, to do to help them progress but after they've understood a little bit about their personality? Yeah, so um, it's, it's just by experience. You, you cannot right. do it differently just by trying, by, by being aware. So imagine that uh, we have, uh, you know, to, to, tomorrow we work together on a, on a special project and uh, there is tension. And uh, yep. that will always happen, right, in any organization, with, even with the best friends. Um, yep. So with that tension, you know, how do I react? What's happening? Mm. Try to be aware and then analyze it, analyze it back, you know, later, uh, sit down, you know, make, 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 mm -hmm. take your time and look at how you reacted. Does that match with what you understand you were uh, or your, your profile was? Or is it a completely new behavior that you didn't know? In fact, um, what happens is, you know, it's so well done, you know, those, those tools that they will tell you how you react when you get angry or when you get under pressure. They, your profile will match exactly in, in general. It will match very likely what, uh, what BIOS-Briggs tells you about, you know, the situation, the frustration. And then you just check, is it uh, exactly how I've seen it? And then you learn. And the next time, once you're aware, it's much easier to manage. So, so it's that self-reflection part that you're thinking, you, you give yourself time to reflect on the conversations that have gone well and gone difficult. Do you have a, a certain technique that you reflect? I mean, do you, do, you, do you need to be in a certain state of mind? Do you have any tools that you use? Yeah, um, not really. It's more about taking the time. It's more you know, making sure that you allocate the time to do it. If, if you don't, then you run through life, you know, and you have learned a lot, but then you don't take advantage. And the self-reflection is very critical because you can, again, you can learn by reflecting, taking the time, and everyone is individual. So the way you do it, Tony, is not the way I will do it. So you just need to adapt, find, find your, your rhythm, and then uh, spend the time doing it. In fact, uh, maybe a slight different angle, but it's also along the same line is, when I do a coaching session, I always ask the person, what gives you energy and what removes energy? Interesting. Because that will guide a lot of your decision on your career, for example. That's interesting. So, so I, and I always found this, I know when, when, when I was just first starting out, you would read um, uh, books back then um, and people would go, oh, you do this and you do this and you'd go, Oh, yeah, but I don't quite know how to do it. And I kind of wish someone had said to me, it's, it, there's no right or wrong. You just have to be out there. You have to just put yourself into those difficult conversations, into those difficult areas. And the more difficult it is, the more you're going to learn. I, I didn't do that. And I kind of shied away. How, if anybody was shying away from, you know, going, I'm not quite sure how to do this next step, what, what would you, what would you recommend they do or any words of wisdom? Yeah. So you just said something really critical in uh, leadership development and stretching yourself and developing yourself. So 
my uh, personal philosophy reflects that, in fact. Um, I, I want to give the people in my team, even though it's now in the past because I'm a non-exec uh, going forward, but when I was an exec, I wanted to really give stretching assignment to those people because that's the only way you learn. You learn fast, you learn hard. Sometimes you fail, mm -hmm. uh, but that's the way you learn. So I completely uh, agree with your statement. And would you say, so you've got your um, leadership. So if it's personal leadership development and how you're developing yourself, is it something you do in isolation? Or you, you said that you would talk to um, um, partners, um, people at work, board, etc. So that communication aspect is quite important to you. Is there is there any any kind of tips about developing that? Because some people are quite shy, especially when you're you're talking to people in power. I mean, you know, first time I met you, I was like, oh, Pierre, you know, I was like, you know, a little bit. This guy's this guy's like super successful, and I was, I was a bit scared about talking to you, like a bunch of other people I've met in CS, yeah. But then when I get to know you, oh my goodness, you're a really nice bloke. Um, any tools about how to how to be a lot faster than I was? Yeah, so I'm not sure there is a tool, but there is clearly uh, you need to, to be open uh, about yourself and talking to others. Um, so you you know be open, be direct, uh, be honest, and that builds. I mean, that's what I call the you know this is maybe another uh, angle even you know to the leadership philosophy. I call that my personal values. Those values are highly critical, you know, to um, to build a fantastic organization. Uh, again, back to the the tension. In every organization, you yeah. have tensions, right? And and at every le every every stage of development, what what will make a tension manageable is the personal and organizational values need to be aligned. They really need to be aligned. So when when I talk to my team, for example, when I used to talk to my team. I used to tell them, guys, this is those are my values. You know, be open uh, about what you are about. Be open how you manage failure. Be open about how you manage uh, mistakes uh, and 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 how you manage trust or lack of trust. All those concepts are highly critical. But you know, share it. Share it with your group. Be open. Never never be shy. The difficult discussions are always useful, and they always they always come from the trust perspective. Yeah, I, I know, but I, I always, uh, and going back to my experience, I always shied away from conflict because I wanted to be liked. Yeah. Any, I mean, how, how if I was, if you were talking to my younger self, um, yeah, only a couple of years, for example, um, how, what, what would you say about that? I really love that comment because I was the same. Ah, okay. <laughs> but so, so I thought that being liked was the way to be at the beginning of my career. Yeah. And in fact, it's wrong, completely wrong, Tony, <laughs> completely wrong. The, the, my concept on this is called tough love. Yeah. And I think tough love is the most critical and the most one of the most difficult ones to get through. Tough love is giving the right feedback to the person when you see it. So you see something happening uh, with that person, you, t you take them on, on the side and then you say, this is what I've just seen, you know, put it in nice words, but, but very factual. And that is going to help that person go to the next level. If you are, you have to be true to the person by being direct and honest about what you've seen, not being nice. And that's a huge difference. And, and, and I think that's the, the tricky thing is that you didn't, don't quite know, because you know, you need to work with these people again. And 
and you want them to be your friends and you want it to be a really cool place to be because you're spending so much time and sometimes you know in my early career i was you know scared about screwing up so i didn't you know lose my job or anything and giving that tough love seems just so it seems so dichotomistic against what you want to do how do you how do you get into that mindset from someone who's never done it i mean now it comes easy <laughs> he says i find it still find it really hard but um how would you help people make that shift as it were yeah so I, I, it's just practice you you have to okay. you know be again awareness be aware and then practice so practice uh, you can fail right at the beginning but you know if you don't try you won't get there uh once you become proficient you will see a huge difference it really works i i have seen in my early uh, career that uh, I, I didn't understand why, you know, love or uh, being nice, you know, was not uh, the way and people were reacting in, a, in some funny ways. And, and my first wake up call, in fact, you know, this is a really good, good one, very practical. I did a 360 after like five years, uh, I was working for a large company at that time, uh, 360. And when I received the feedback, I thought it was a different person. It was not me. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. There was such a disconnect between what I thought I was and what people said I was. So do a 360. That's really pract good practice anyway uh, with the people you work with. You could also be with your friends or family. Uh, and is that anonymous or is it with their name? So are you anonymous or uh, not anonymous? Anonymous. Okay. Anonymous. But if you're in an organization, you need to have a balance between the direct reports, the peers, yeah. you know, the, uh, the people above you. It could be board or somebody else. Yeah. You need to have like a, a balance, but, but then it gives you again, another way to benchmark where, you know, where you are. And once you understand that there is a gap, then you need help. You need someone to help you. And like a coach might be the right person at that time yeah. to kind of help you practice, you know, some of the things that you don't understand. And, and to, in, in my case, I, uh, at the beginning, I didn't have someone to help me understand the, the gap. So I was kind of lost. Yeah. And then I got, on the back of that, I got a great boss. There are very few of them. Oh, that's lucky. Yeah, yeah, I know. Very lucky. And he helped me understand exactly how to bridge that gap. And that's how I started my journey in leadership. And that's why that, the, the, you know, all that leadership you know, commentary, is, is start, I started like everyone else. You know, like you explained to me exactly how I felt uh, in the early days of my career. And many of us are like that. So you just need to find a good person that helps you uh, bridge those gaps, find the gaps, then help. I, I, I must admit, the one bit I'd like to dig into, if, if, if I may, is um, how you go from someone who is um, wanting to make sure that you're liked or, or if you put it in a negative way, not to be fired because you need this job, etc., and you don't want to give that feedback. Mm. How do you get that confidence to go from not giving feedback to giving feedback? Because that's a big... That's a big gap. I mean, <clears throat> for me, I was forced into it. I had had some really challenging um, times in one of my companies, and I was pretty much just forced. I couldn't go anywhere else. Otherwise, I I may never have changed. Mm. How how could we help people go from that 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 from being a people pleaser or wanting people to like them to actually saying something or being afraid of saying something? Yeah. So so I, I think you know just to summarize what. You know what I, I was trying to say earlier i think it's really by trying and it's also by help having someone either a boss or a peer or you know it could be also your partner because the partners are, are 
have a great, usually have a very useful view on how you are, and they can help you by giving you tools or tips. Um, it can be a coach, it can be a mentor, it can be a trusted advisor, it can be someone that you respect. And then you have this conversation with them. You, you know, we have at COCF, we always talk about the balcony time and having yeah. a coach or a mentor. I, I think it's really critical and it's really important that when you are, um, you know, you, I love the way that you are so genuine, in fact, in talking to me. You know, the genuine part is huge. So you realize that when you were young or maybe even today, sometimes it's hard to be. <laughs> Last week. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so then who do you talk to? Right? So you, yeah. Who is yeah. your uh, trusted advisor or, or trusted yeah. person? You pick up the phone and say, shit, you know, I missed this. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what do I do next? And, and uh, it's really important to pick it up when it happens. I, I used to make the mistake that, uh, you know, when I was like a first manager, first line manager in my early days, um, I used to give feedback like three months after it happened. And that never works. That never works. It always came back to my face like like a, a door slamming. So uh, do it when it happens, please. <laughs> that's key. So, so that's interesting. So it's building up this professional network of people who you could reach out to. I know um, when I had a challenge, um, Kimo, actually from Finland, yeah. flew over to England and spent a day in my boardroom to help me. And I was just blown away because this, this incredible entrepreneur had given up their time just because I was a member of COCF to help me. And I, you know, it almost brings tears to my eyes now thinking about it, just that, that you know, I, know I, I didn't feel, you know, why me? Why, why on earth would someone do that? And I, I think it requires that, that element of somebody reaching out. So if you are a professional or you are a leader and you've got these skills, reach out to other people, you know, make contact because they may not make contact with you. How, how would you do that? How would, how do you do it now? Um, with reaching out to people to, to kind of share some of this wisdom, apart from this podcast, obviously. I think that's exactly what CEOCF is about, Tony. Right. It's, it's, it's why we are part of that CEO program, because we are collaborators. We want to help, especially people of, of you know, um, I, I mean, we have a, a few people of my age and my experience in that group. Uh, and, and, you know, we have a lot to give back. So how do you do it? You do it through your kids, through your friends, you know, if they want to listen, because sometimes they don't want to listen. Uh, and sometimes maybe you don't say it right. So it's also, you know, the, you know, the adaptation to the other. Um, but it's also, you know, through COCF, I find it an, an amazing platform where you can really give back to a community of CEOs. And, and it's, it's not necessarily young people, you know, uh, people with a lot of experience. Sometimes they, they forget something because uh, they're not in the right mood or they, they, it's a blind spot or, and, and you can really unlock things that people don't see. It's, uh, you know, you're not going to learn new, too many new tricks at my age, I guess, but, but it's more about really opening, uh, reminding, uh, make sure that you support the person, just that, you know, asking the nice questions or the tough questions or is really useful. And that's what COCF is, is about. And, and I think any professional network, I think just getting out there, talking to people, but I think talking to people in, in an environment where you can be open and honest, a trust environment. So, I mean, great talking in a bar or whatever is brilliant, but being able to have quality time where you can really delve into a situation or once you've got to know them, you're just not having a surface, hi, this is so-and-so, et cetera, but you're actually going into, okay, so 
tell me why that's an issue and really starting to understand it. So I think getting out there in whatever format you do, because I, I, I think that's one of the things I've been blown away with. Everybody wants to help. And is that something that you've seen everywhere or is it just unique to a certain subset of leaders? It's, it's unique to a certain subset of leaders. Oh, interesting. Okay. But, but I have seen it at work. So because that, that's what I tried always to create is a trusted environment. And that's really challenging and it's really long to create. You, you know how trust is difficult to create, very difficult. And that's what also you get in COCF, which is, which is an amazing organization for that. But, but the trust is so difficult to create. But once you have the trust, it's incredible what you get. The trust is based on many things. And, and the, yeah, the one thing that you don't want to do is destroy that trust. And, and if you just do one mistake, sometimes, you know, it's enough to destroy the trust. So it, it's really hard work, uh, but it creates an incredible environment where people can flourish, develop, uh, have fun, enjoy. I mean, all, all those key phrase, uh, you know, sentence or, or, or words are critical to the development of a winning team, in my opinion. I mean, I'd love to at some point go through what the definition, how you create winning teams, but I'm keen to find out what are the kind of three things that you would say to um, to people who are listening or watching about your leadership philosophy? What are the three tenets, if, if you had to explain it in, in that simple terms? Okay. So I'm, I'm not sure I can capture in three, but I, I will try. Uh, so the first is know yourself, self-awareness. We, we okay. talked at length. Uh, the second is be who you are. Um, and we, <laughs> one of the challenges in life is you want to be somebody else, right? <laughs> I want to be Batman. <laughs> exactly. And, and you know, I, maybe I, I can't remember what I wanted to be when I was young, but I, maybe someone I respected, like one of my friend's parents who I, I really respected. And I thought, I want to be like him. But it's not how it works. I, today, I want to be myself, right? Because I'm, I'm, I've learned so much about who I am and so on. But you need to be who you are. You are the best person, right? Mm. But it's more about, um, you know, putting water and fertilizer and making sure that you, you feed the person and, and make sure that you become the best you can be. So that's uh, the number two. Um, and and another angle, in fact, of that number two is developing yourself. Make sure that you spend a lot of time. Um, don't wait for the others, you know, to do it. Uh, make sure that you do it yourself, uh, and that you know you you just invest, which is what I do with COCF. I, I use COCF as my personal development tool. Um, and for the rest, um, I'm I'm not sure I can give you a, another like. Maybe the values. Maybe let's say the let's, let's say the, the values. Uh, I I have to, I, I can tell you, Tony, is like the most important thing. At the end of the day, you have to share the same values if you want to create an organization that that is trusted, winning. Uh, you enjoy working. You know, like every morning you have a smile like this when you go to work. That that happens. I you know I I I I, I hope I um I had that organization in the past. I mean, we we should talk to the people who work for me, but. <laughs> I'm sure they totally agree. So Pierre, could you tell me just one final advice about for for people listening or watching about how to craft personal values? Are they things that you just have 
or are there things that maybe you can you can you can help to structure yeah so in fact Tony, i have, I have a, a list that uh, in front of my eyes of my own Amazing. personal values and that's that's exactly why it's part of the leadership philosophy um so the first one uh, is open direct and honest right I, I don't need to explain that too much second is being a customer centric so it's more an organizational value highly critical for aligning the organization uh, the third is accountability ownership and empowerment so accountability is really uh, making sure that you own uh, and, and you are responsible for what you do ownership yeah. accountability empowering is when you have a team you ensure that uh, the people in your team have a clear objective and clear guidelines that they are responsible and they have all the tools in their hands to, to achieve the objective tough love is the next one we talked about this at length yeah and the last one you are going to love because it's you uh celebrating <laughs> having fun rewards and recognition oh yeah yeah it's highly I, I, critical for a positive organization to do that on a regular basis i mean it's so important i mean we're only on this planet for such a short period of time and and if you're not enjoying at least the journey the destination i don't think it's worth it if you if you're not enjoying how it's going so uh, so i do love it i think it's one of your amazing values and I, it feels like we could dig so much into each of those i kind of would love to have like a, a maybe a 10 or 15 minute conversation with you on each of those items and break them down because i feel like i feel pf i just we've just scratched the surface into understanding who you are and and i think there's there's gold in them their hills as they say and i want to get to it so would you would you come back in the future and maybe have a conversation and maybe we could go in and break down some of those values because what you have is so valuable and i just want to make sure it's shared is, is that okay yeah of course of course of course happy to do it tony and if to, to me it's always the same if it's of value to somebody else i'm happy to do it then it's of value. So Pierre, thank you so much for joining us today. I know that you are a very, very busy person with everything you're doing. So thank you for sharing with us and our audience. Thank you, Tony.